For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yo. Does it feel like football season? I mean, does it does it does it feel like it's it's here, it's nearing, it's approaching? It always feels like football season to me. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I guess always. on this pod too, we talk about football 365 <laughs> days a year. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on today's show. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, it's going to be a fun show, fun show today. Uh, we're going to get into Raheem Mostert. Uh, he had a meeting with the 49ers. We'll get into that. We'll get ED's thoughts on that. Um, training camps, uh, also set to open across the NFL. Niners camp is supposed to open July 28th. Some rookies across the league have already reported. And, uh, also we're going to have 49ers Mike from Nothing But Niners Pod. He's going to join us today. He called me out last week, ED. He said, Oh, did he? He did. He, he said, I'll let you do a dump and run. First of all, I wasn't even, uh, privy to the terminology, <laughs> but, uh, you, you mentioned the, the, you know, D Ford being, you know, the best pass rusher on the team. We were talking about uh-huh. Bosa. And then I went from that right into one of our ads. And, and he said, I'll let you get away with something. So we're going to, we're going to talk to, we're going to, we're going to talk to him about that as well, right? Um, um, so, but first, Radio Raheem, uh, Ian Rappaport, uh, the NFL Network, he was on uh, the Greg Papa podcast, and uh, and he talked about um, how they are, there was a meeting, Raheem Mostert mm-hmm. met with the 49ers. Um, Bet he did. Yeah, and, and perhaps maybe to clear the air a little bit. Um, Rappaport seems to think that the Niners are going to make this situation right, um, maybe in the form of some incentives, um, but he feels like this thing is headed in the right direction and thereby a holdout uh, could be avoided. Um, if, 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 that, if, if that remains, if that's true, um, I guess what are, you, what are your thoughts on that, on, on him meeting with the team? Uh, well, he had to meet with the team. He he had no choice but to meet with the team because he had no leverage. I, I said that before. He wasn't in position to do anything other than what the team um, said they wanted him to do. And as far as a holdout, a holdout would end his career. He's he's not in position to hold out, just like he's not in position to ask for more money. And this is not. I like I like Mostert. I just said it was just too early of a flex. He hasn't done anything. Two years left on his contract. His, his entire career, this is what I'm saying. If, if you take everything he's done his entire career, that's the last playoff, in the last half of the season and the playoffs included, that is not enough leverage to walk into the GM's office and say, I want you to tear up two years of my contract and give me a raise. His career doesn't say, say that. He doesn't have enough. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing that's in his career that says, I can't play without you. You know why? The entire league has gone into the season saying, we can play without you. They've done it his entire career. 
So there's no way that half a season is going to give him that type of leverage. So he had no choice but to go in and say, hey, you know what? I, you know, I, I threw it out there. I, I took my shot. Didn't get any bites. So let's kind of clear the air. Now, the other thing that Ian is saying, as far as as far as the Niners and, and you know, the front office, they are pretty good. They have been for a long, long time that's, since Jed York has taken over. They've been pretty good at taking care of their guys, be it a draft choice, be it someone playing well. They take care of their guys. That's why I say there was no reason for him to flex. Just do what you're doing and you'll see the benefits of it. He just needs to show them that he can repeat and be that guy where they can plan around it. That's the way I see it. So you think this was a meeting set up by Raheem? You don't think the other way around? Um, I think this was a meeting. I I, I don't know. What I, I, it's, it's interesting so- that Rappaport said a, a high-ranking member of the San Francisco organization. So that um, that means it, it may not have even <laughs> it may not have even been Lynch. In, in all honesty, yeah, I, right? I, I mean, mean, exactly. I mean, it, it could have. There are a lot of guys that fall into that. But I I think I do believe. Don't know. Haven't talked to anyone. But I think that this is this was a meeting initiated by um, Raheem's camp, be it his agent or something like that. I think this was a meeting that was initiated by them because, as I said, no bites. You have to go back to that building. He's not trying to hold out. If, if he holds out, what is he holding out for? He's holding out with the hope that they can't play without him. Listen to what I said. The entire league. Every all 32 teams have started their seasons, his entire career, saying we can play offense without you. He, it, there's nothing in his career that says holding out is going to get him anything. He, yeah, so so that's so it, it, I would think that it came from his camp trying to trying to say, OK, you know what, let's let's make right. You know what? It was business. Now that the business part of that is settled. Uh, we're going to go to work. And that's what you have to do in this game. You're not going to always be happy with the situation. You're going to come in. Hell, hell, or what, what, I think it was like my third year in the league. I was finishing up on my rookie contract. The Niners made me an offer. I didn't like it. I just told them, I'll play for the minimum. I'll play for the minimum. I wasn't happy about it. I'll play for the minimum. I'll, at, that was when free agency was just starting. I'll finish my fourth year, and we'll, um, we'll, we'll just go our separate ways. So, and and that was a couple of days of me holding out before camp started. I got into camp. I did my thing. I had told them what I wanted. You know, by the end of October, I was player of the month, and they were like, "Okay, let's let's talk." And so you talk, and you tell them what you want, and that's what Raheem needs to do. Just go in and play. Go in and play. You're not you're not in position to renegotiate, ask some more, do anything. Just show them that you're worth it. You'll get it. Yeah, I've been in similar situations before. Um, not necessarily that, that I threatened to hold out from any place, but I mean, you, you set up a meeting, right? You you think uh, you know you're, you're trying to get in somewhere or whatnot, or trying to prove your worth or your value or whatever, and and you think you got a meeting set up with the guy, and then you get there and you find out the meeting is with the other guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, and so I mean that I mean you you said it. I mean that they'll they'll let you know. Uh, you know, what what they think, what they think of you. Um, and, and sometimes maybe you got to backpedal a little bit and, and just let your work, um, speak for you. And hopefully that's the case here with, uh, with with Raheem. I mean, it, it seems like I don't know. According to, according to Rap Rappaport, you know, they're in a much better place than they were two weeks ago. Um, 
I I don't know. This whole thing is 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 kind of weird to me. I, I think I think we both see this one from from different lenses. I mean, you you see it as how he has no leverage, um, and and I think I I I hope I I do believe that that is true. However, I feel like. I don't know. It's weird because I, at the same time, like I feel like there's something there, right? They know something. They value something in him. Oh, well, um, they, they do. They, well, let me say this: they do value him. They value him as a high-end special teamer and a solid yeah, but see, backup. Yeah, but you see, I, I think they value, they value him as as more than just that special teams guy. Well, well, but listen, to what I said: I said they value him as a high-end special teams guy. Which is important. That's very, teams is important. I told you, you're a starter on offense, defense, or teams. They view him as a team starter and a high end um, backup running running back. They don't view him as a starter. They don't view him as a starting running back. If they viewed him as a starting running back, this we wouldn't even be having this discussion. It wouldn't have gotten to. We wouldn't even known about it. It wouldn't have been a situation where it's like I'm holding out. I'm announcing that I'm holding out because I can't get my money. You, you, the reason you are having to make that announcement and ask for a trade is because they told him, dude, you're back up. You're, you're getting really good money to do what we ask you to do. And you got to have a position. You're a running back. You're a backup running back. You got in by default. He, he was never going to be listed as the starter. I think if you go back and check the charts, even the games that he was playing, where he got his 700 whatever yard, he was never the starter. They didn't list him as the starter. He's a backup. So that's so that's the thing about it. You gotta you gotta know your role. You gotta know where you are and how to make your money and how to put yourself in position to to do that. You can't just come out all of a sudden. And and, and again, like I said, I, I know all the stuff that we're talking, and I tell you all the time about all of those. We got all of these stat guys now, and we got, you know, all these focus guys and analytics and all this stuff. At the end of the day, dude, it was 700 yards. Yeah. 700 yards is not anything for a running back to go screaming about. It's 700 yards. <laughs> that's not going that's not going to get you a raise in the NFL at the running back position. You got to be realistic about things. Yeah, I I I hear I hear you on that, but I I still I, I can't let you slight my man with just the 700 yards standpoint. Wait, 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 I, I think on, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on, stop for a second. I'm not sliding anyone. That's what the stats. Well, I understand. I understand that, but you and I know we, we disagreed on this last week as well. But his value was much more than just seven hundred yards. His impact, rather, was much I more never, than, than, than seven hundred yards. I'm not saying he's not listen. You, you're not listening. I'm not saying he's not a valuable player to the team. I'm not. I, I, what did I just say? He is a. They view him as a one of their high end special team guys. They view him as a high end backup. That there is a value to that, but there is also a ceiling. There's a cap to that. Um, you are not the starter. I'm not paying you like the starter. I don't have to. And it's all about leverage. And your leverage comes from somebody else willing to pay you that money. You are not going to get that money. Why are we having the Kittle discussion? Why is there a hashtag pay Kittle going? Because every other team is willing to take Kittle. There are very few teams, and that's the ones that have a Kelsey or something like that. There are very few teams that wouldn't take Kittle, and they are willing to pay him. Now, not, not $20 million, but they'll pay him. He has that type leverage. 
That's why that's going on. You don't you don't see a hashtag going around pay Raheem. Uh, you, you search Twitter hard enough, ED, you'll find something. If not, I'll, well, I'll tweet I mean, it tonight. You, I'll tweet it tonight. I was tonight. about to say, I was about to say, that's because you put it out there. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's the thing. So this is not, this is not a slight. You, so, so I'm, but, I'm not going to let you, a, if, if I'm not gonna you dump and run on the slight <laughs> because it's not a slight. I like him. I like him. The Niners like him, but he is, he was paid. He just got a contract. Well, he got a raise a while back based on what they saw him. Remember, it's a bridge over what you have done and what you are expected to do. And they expect him to be a high-end special teamer, solid backup, and that's how they paid him. And they paid him well for that position, and that's what he did. He came in, and he solidified he, so, he solidified his spot on the team by saying, if you need me as a running back, I can come in and get the job done. So, but they don't have they don't view him as a running back. So you're, as, you're, as a you're starter. So you're saying to put, put this in in basketball terms, right? He he's more Vinnie Johnson than than Joe Dumars. I I I at least they view him that way. I I get that. Absolutely. I get that. Absolutely. I get that. Uh, tell us about Manscaped, man. People can get twenty percent off they you if they use your code ED. Tell tell them how to do it. Well, you you know what? I was thinking about that earlier. You just told me when when you first called me out, you said sports are back, and you started saying you were watching the Clippers. A little bit, and little you, bit. you know what? Don't you, say that you too loud, watching, though, man. Don't say that too loud. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it it kind of threw me off when you said it. But when you thought Clippers, I thought Nuggets. When I thought Nuggets, <laughs> I thought Manscaped. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and it's it's hard not it's hard not to look at it that way um, because Manscaped is here to to provide you with the best grooming experience you have ever had it's it's warm man it's hot i'm literally outside right now over by the pool and, and you know if you're going to be out by the pool you don't want to be all fuzzy and hairy looking like you're smuggling squirrels you know what i mean and um and i've heard that about you i heard your last barbecue you walked out with your shorts on you had on you had on your little um your, your euro shorts and um <laughs> no no shirt and um and you scared some of the kids hey, because quarantine got me feeling myself man you know what i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one I, I only compete with myself in this house you know <laughs> <laughs> so since that's happening i'm gonna do you a favor okay you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code eric at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and I need you to use the code E-R-I-C and you can get rid of the squirrels and take your grooming to the next level. Please do that, okay? Please, because the kids don't need to see that. <laughs> All right, I, I got to protect the kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're pleased to welcome it. Man, this, 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 this guy has been a, a huge supporter of the pod since we started ED. Um, and we've gone on his show a, a few times, uh, mm-hmm. and it, just just all around good dude, and, and and a s'mores connoisseur. However, he called me out last week. Ed, he called me out. He called me out. So we we we, hey, had, we, we had to get him on on this week. Uh, for yeah, don't don't hate the player. Don't hate the player. <laughs> I'm no. talking. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, Rashad. <laughs> none, none other than 49ers Mike from the Nothing But Niners podcast. Yo, Big Mike, how's it going, Doc? All is well, fellas. How you guys doing, man? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Uh, pre- <laughs> appreciate you hopping on the pod, man. So. So we 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 did this thing last week. We were talking about Bosa a little bit. You, you said I, I I let Ed do a dump and run. First of all, thanks for educating me. Never heard of that term before. 
ever. Wow. So you I, haven't? I, 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 I hadn't. I hadn't. You you have well, you at, at, at least not at least not in at least not in the podcast space. Um, okay. But but uh but you said I, I did a dump I I I did a dump or ED did a dump and run and I I let it happen. Um and so uh we we're talking about Bosa and, and ED talked about how D Ford was you know probably the be- the best pass rusher on the team. Um so what 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 are your thoughts about that man? What what I I couldn't my whole thing is I couldn't disagree with them. Oh, no, I, I agree with that part. The dump and run was how he slid in there that <laughs> Buckner wasn't elite. That was a dump and run. Oh, that That's was what the... I thought was going to have 49ers Twitter in an uproar. Okay. okay. That, wait, wait a minute. Did I say Buckner? Yeah. Elite? I, no, yeah. I, I, I didn't. Did I, did I actually say Buckner wasn't elite? What I, yeah. what I, I, what I did say if I remember correctly, and I've said the entire time, because I've always said how I love Defoe, but I was like, I don't think that the 49ers, are, and everyone is concerned about a major drop-off because Defoe's not there. I think you, I think they did a very good job of replacing um, what he brought. I don't expect him to, I don't, I don't expect Ken Law to play like Defoe. I expect Ken Law to play like Ken Law. And I think Ken Law will be able to do similar things as default. So that's 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 what I'm saying right now. So this this that's not a that's not a knock on default's presence. I love default. No, so so if I if I if I actually said I don't think he's you know that he's not an elite player, which is, you know, what what's what's your definition of elite? I I'm, I can't speak I listen, I told people that I've got ten defensive tackles ahead of them. So they've hated my opinions on them for a long time. <laughs> okay, so that's so that's yeah, you know we've I have my discussion with people about elite about elite and I'm just like okay what's the drop off when you're not in the huddle that that determines your elite status by my you know by in my opinion you know you know right. like like it's not a question of you doing your job but but what what how does the tide raise when you are on the field that's how I look at it um, I don't and I I'm with you I've already said. Not that it's on the Niners team, but the Niners have 172 defensive linemen, man, that can play. <laughs> right? They're going to be okay. No, they deep. They deep, yeah. 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 So, you know, now that I have you here, because I keep I keep being told that I'm a hater, the, the Raheem Mostert situation, what are, what are your thoughts on um, what the Niners should do, what Raheem should have done? I, I – well – so apparently he went back and did a little bit of a cleanup. He met with the team and uh, just wanted to clear the air. Uh, and this was apparently without his agent. Uh, so I think most are, I think he just wanted guaranteed money. I don't think that he wanted more money. I think that he realized that there's young guys coming in, that McKinnon's coming back. Uh, they moved on from Breida, and he, was, he signed a contract with a special team gunner who would occasionally get some carries. Uh, and now I think he feels like, I, look, I got a little one on the way. Um, and it would be nice if there were some guarantees. I don't, I, I, you know, when, when the agent, you know, negotiations start way at the top, George Kittle asking for 20 million, he's not expecting 20 million. Uh, and, and Tesla, uh, his agent saying he wants to match Tevin Coleman's money. Well, if that's the top, that's where you're starting. What are you really after? And when you look at his contract, if he doesn't make the roster, he's getting nothing this season. 
there's, there's no money in there for him at all. It's, it's per game uh, pay and bonuses. And so they can cut him week two. There's, still, there's nothing for him. Um, so I really think that's what he, he's looking for. I think that's his main objective. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he gets it. I don't know if they can rework it somehow and he gets, I don't know, a million a year or something guaranteed, but it, uh, hopefully they give him something. Now, now, what that this is, I, I get what you're saying, but that's most players in the league. Once you get over that that bonus, that signing bonus, you it's year to year, and you got to make the team. Um, and that's the situation that he's in, especially when you're a backup and you're a special teamer. That's that's a, that's a part of it. Now, the other that, do the same thing he's been doing. If he if he shows up, he's he's proving proven where he is. That's that's what I'm saying. You know what? Let me stop this. Do you think he had leverage? Because I know you. So your thoughts is that he was trying to get guaranteed money. Do you think he had the leverage to actually say, "We need to tear up two years of a of a deal that I've already signed, right. and we and we need to renegotiate"? Do you think he had the leverage? Leverage is a tricky term. Um, I'm I'm probably going to say no. He didn't have any leverage, and I think that's why they went with the bluff of just flat out um, trading. I think that's why they went with the bluff of that because he knew he knows he didn't have any leverage. Um, but I mean, I could understand why he would also want more money. That doesn't mean he has leverage, you know, with, with Breida being gone again, the same thing with McKinnon. He hasn't been able to do anything all this time. So you got me and Coleman and then some unproven rookies, you know, where's my cut of the pie. Um, but that's not leverage. That's not anything that can hold him to, you know, Hey guys, I got you by the well. I, I'm I'm holding you guys by your toes. He can't. That's not leverage. So, I don't think he had any. No. Forty Niners Mike from the Nothing But Niners podcast joining us here on the Believe in Forty Niners pod. And tell me if these things are mutually exclusive. I seem to think that they are. Um, the fact that they got rid of Brita. I think is a direct reflection of how they felt about Mostert going forward and his impact and the type of impact that that they that he could have on this team. Do you believe that to be true, Mike? Oh, uh, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'll go out there. I'll say yes. I think that they are comfortable moving on from Brita because they know they have Mostert and he averages more yards to carry. Yes. Can I, can I chime in? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I just that, that's part. That's the thing that that has me all messed up about this whole situation because I feel like the moves that they made has said without saying like, "Yo, we believe in you. Like you're, you know, right. you're our guy." Um, okay. Now remember way back after after that um, last game of the season, which we won't name and talk, discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about players that could possibly come back next year. Remember you asked me about Brita and I said, Brita won't be there. And you said, why? I said, because he's in the doghouse. He's in a Shanahan doghouse and you don't get out of a Shanahan doghouse. I saw it with his dad. I see it with Kyle. When you get in the doghouse, it's a very, very difficult thing to get out of. And Brita had some untimely fumbles that put him in the doghouse. If you remember during the season, they got him off the field. Yeah. Um, and he was viewed as he got in that doghouse because of those fumbles and he didn't get out. He was never going to get out. So his departure has nothing. I think it has less to do with what, what you see Mostert doing moving forward, as opposed to just saying we can get something for a guy that we're not going to keep around here anyway. 
That's what I think happened with that situation. I don't think it had anything to do with most. Can can both be true? Can they? Can he? Can he be in the doghouse? And they feel like, uh, well, we're comfortable moving on because we have someone. Not that you're better than or you can replace him, but we're comfortable because he's here. Um, both of those can be true. I agree with you on that. And I do believe, and I've said this, I do think they are comfortable with Mostert. I think that Mostert did exactly what you're supposed to do when you are in a backup special teams position. When you get your opportunity, you show that I have value beyond just teams, that I actually can get you through and I can perform when given the opportunity. He did exactly what you're supposed to do. That's how you get paid high-end money for a special teamer. But that doesn't make you, and I'm on the side of you, that doesn't give you the leverage to, say, tear up two years of a contract. Uh, 49ers Mike from the Nothing But Niners podcast joining us here on the Believe in 49ers pod. Um, Training camps set to open. Niners supposed to open their camp on July 28th. Where's your optimism in all of this, Mike? It's in terms of getting through camp. The season starting on time, there being a season, where where do you stand on all this? Uh, once they started, once they said that they were canceling preseason, I got a little worried. Uh, I, I remain that way. Uh, it's good that they're trying to open things up. We saw that uh, the county said Santa Clara uh, approved the team for their activities. So uh, that's a step in the right direction. Um, we just got to keep our fingers crossed. I'm not, I'm not very optimistic uh, whether things are open or not. I know I won't be attending any games this season. Uh, and that's hard to say coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, but um, you know it's just something that we got to we have to see how this thing goes. Uh, the reports are coming out with the numbers of staff versus players, and it's only they're barely testing people yet. It was wait till they start getting in there and they start running all this information, and we have to see what happens. We, we could be taking step backwards before we take any more forward, but I, I don't know how to feel about it honestly. 49ers Mike from the Believe in 49ers pod joining us. Uh, what, 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 what you guys got going on on Nothing But Niners, man? I saw there were, you had a you had a rap battle last night. What's 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 up, man? <laughs> so the, yeah, so DMX uh, and Snoop are going to be on verses, um, and so when we well by the time this comes out, uh, it'll have happened already. But uh, this is going to be a very. I have to remember, I'm from the East Coast. I'm an East Coast guy through and through. DMX, my favorite rappers, and then. I tweet something like, oh, DMX versus Snoop. Snoop is going to get it. And then I realized that's, 90% yeah. of my followers. Yeah, that, that's one of those Herm Edwards think before you hit send type tweets, bro. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't process that all the way. So now I got to stick with my gun. So uh, Hot Mike uh, gave me a call and then said that we can go ahead and set everything up. So it would be broadcasted live. I don't know if there's a replay feature or not, if anybody wants to go back and watch it. But uh, live on Hot Mike, it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or it started at 8 p.m. Eastern. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, though. Appreciate you, big dog. Hey, appreciate yeah, you, appreciate you, appreciate your support of us in the pod, man, and and keep doing big things out there. How's the fam? Everybody good? Oh uh, yeah, knock on wood, man. Everything is going great on our end, and I hope the same for you guys as well, man. I hope you guys are all doing well. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no yeah, doubt. Man. Oh, I appreciate. I channeled my inner s'mores watching you on the Fourth of July, <laughs> and so I, I did. I didn't go. Um, I didn't go Reese's cup like you did. I just went straight salted caramel. And uh, Ooh. yeah, game changer. So uh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to ne- try that next time you're out there. Just go ahead and uh, go go ahead and try that. I, I can't believe you guys. Hey. I can't believe you guys eat marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm, I'm not even. I'm so not even. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have I to put this so in my. I was so waiting uh, for that. <laughs> <laughs> who hates those marshmallows, man? Yeah, who like? Who, yeah, what is like? Really? So a s'mores? Don't you have to have marshmallows with those? Or? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what that's, it is, Ed. Yeah, that's that's horrible. <laughs> but I'm changing my Twitter that's profile now. I'm gonna put s'mores connoisseur in there. I like that. Uh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> s'mores connoisseur. You, I bet you like mayonnaise too. No, no, no. Uh, I'll stand no, on that I island. I'll stand on that That's island. What a marshmallows looks like to me, just sweet mayonnaise. I'll, I'll stand on the mayonnaise oh. island. Don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. Sorry, oh, I mean, that's not that's not for me, man. For that's sure. just nasty. But go ahead, you guys enjoy your s'mores. You kind of sore, you. He's Forty ers Mike from the from the from the. Uh, Oh, nothing. Yeah, that's what he brought. Forty Niners Mike for the Nothing But Niners uh, podcast. Join, join that's us what here. happens when you eat too many more. You can't. Oh man. Appreciate you for joining us, Big Dog. Be safe. No problem. Y'all be safe too. All right, Meg. All right, so that was Mike joining us here on the Believe in Forty Niners Pod. Ed, um, we got into training camp talk a little bit with, with him. Yeah. Uh, there was a report out that the 95 players had tested positive. The NFLPA has walked that back saying 59 players, 95 was just the total when you, you talk about players, staff, everybody. It was all-encompassing. Um, I'll ask you the same question that I, that I asked Mike. Where is your optimism in, in terms of us getting through training camp, getting to the season on time, having a season here in 2020? Where, 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 where do you stand on that? Um, I, it, wow, this is, I I have been the entire time trying to hold out hope, hope, you you know what I mean? And just looking at it, saying that if there's any way to keep the players safe and have a season, be it with fans in the stands or not, um, the economics of it was going to cause the, the, the teams to be able to play the night. They were going to try to find a way to play. You have you have support from everyone wanting them to play from the fan base, from the cities. So all of those things were there. Um, I'm looking at this right now, and it doesn't seem like the league actually started to go doomsday scenarios. Like, what if things are still bad when it's time to play? How do we handle this? Who are the independent doctors? How are we going to handle this? How are we going to keep guys on team? Even down to the things we're going to camp with less people. You're going to camp with less people because you can't have those people together to work out. To me, it seems like this is a season where you're going to need more people. Because if the protocol that I read saying that if someone gets sick during the season, there it's an automatic three weeks on the IR. That's three games. Well, that's that's three games and how many guys could that one person get sick you can lose an entire huddle you could lose half of your huddle in a in a couple you know in 48 hours yeah one guy tests positive and then you start testing the guys who were in the huddle around him or sitting on the bench next to him or who or lockers in the locker room you know these, these guys that are just around one another and you could lose i mean you could lose five guys in your huddle in two days so how does that work so that, that's the thing about it. So I think it's, I'm not as optimistic about it. I don't think – I don't see right now, presently, I was asked, would I play um, with what's going on? How, how do I feel? I don't know if I would want to play right now. The, 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 uh, 
you know, a young Eric Davis, you, you're probably going to play. You get older and you start thinking about your family and all of these things and all and, and the other individuals that you can get sick. That's the part that makes me say, ah, this isn't going to work out. And that's what you see from the players, because as a player, you take on the inherent risk. You know, you, you sign up for that. I know football is dangerous. I know that I can get hurt. Hell, I know I can get killed playing the game. So I, I get all of that. That's what I signed up for. But my but my my baby daughter didn't sign up for that. Yeah. I don't want to expose her to something unnecessarily. I wouldn't I wouldn't want a you know a pulling guard to come around and you know her. I wouldn't tell her to go get in front of Kittle on the goal line. And you know what? You got to stop them from getting this one yard. But as a player, that's what you do. You put yourself in harm's way. So that's that's why I just don't know, man. I don't see with what the information that they have exposed us to. And I know there's always information that we don't see publicly, but from what we've been exposed to, I don't see how they make it through the season. Yeah, I, I just, I just I, don't. I, I hate to be a, a cynic here, but it's, I mean, camps are, you know, less than a week out. Right. And you over, over the weekend, you have players, you know, coming out with all the tweets with the hashtag, we want to play, and it just seems like things just aren't in order. Things aren't ready for guys to come back. Things aren't ready for training camps to open, for anything to resume from a playing standpoint. And and even more than that, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you can answer this better than I can, obviously, because you played the game, but being able every, – everything that all the players said was, you know, we want to be safe. Um can you play football safely in this climate? You know what I'm saying? With with just the close oh, yeah, proxi- well, close proximity to one another, and and you know just the physicality of the game, the nature of the game. Like you know, every single play, you, you got hands on someone, you're tackling yeah. someone, you're taking them to the ground. Um, that like well, that you know, whole yeah, part you know, is well, hard for me to grasp. And unlike a lot of other sports, because we're, we're looking at baseball. Um, that's underway, getting underway, and basketball. Yes, you have those guys around one another. They're going to come in contact. But the game of football is designed to where 11 guys are close to one another all the time. All the time. Because you're going to play the game. And you know what? I may not necessarily tackle someone this play or whatever, but I'm going to the huddle every play. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be grouped up 70 to 75 times on average, you know, with these guys during a game. I'm going to be standing elbow to elbow. Now you throw in the mix where I'm going to be blocking guys and grabbing guys. It's, it, I mean, there is sweat flying, spit flying, um, you know, guys yelling and screaming at one another. It's, there, are guys, there are guys, you know, blowing their nose into their hands and wiping it on their shirts and wiping it on their, their teammates and all of this stuff. It's, it's going to happen. It's, it's 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 going to happen. That's that's a part of it. Um, you, you know, so I mean, you know, there there are guys that throw up every game. There are guys that I, I mean, there are guys that peel themselves every game. That's just it's just it's that type of sport. And you're dealing with at, at, with guys who in some situations where yeah, you'll say, well, these things won't happen. Um, they didn't have to happen before. That's just that's that's how the guys are. Yeah. And that's that's a part of some of, of the guys that are playing. I just think it's a very difficult thing, as you said. The the game, as a defensive player, I was a defender, 
as you said, I played this game. As a defender, my job is to seek out contact, to take that little brown baby from, from someone. I, I am seeking the person that has that little brown baby, and I'm trying to show up with rude intentions and, and get them down by any means necessary. I am taught to wrap up to these guys, to see what I'm hit, put my face in them eye to eye, and get them down. There will be a, it's it's very difficult to not think about some type of exchange in, in you know in that scenario. So that's so it goes back to the protocol of the game because I will say this: Do I think the players, if testing positive, are at risk? You know of the major symptoms that we're seeing through this. I don't think so. Because you're dealing with world-class athletes and these guys, you know, their immune system, the, the, the conditioning that they're in and um, the things that they can deal with, their recovery and all these things, it's next level. I, I, I get that. I know that. Um, that scenario, like you say, where you're touching guys and grabbing guys and throwing guys down, you can get a lot of guys sick. And guys, you know, that's, that's easy. I mean, that can happen at any point. I mean, you could lose you could lose half your huddle on a Thursday. Yeah. That's a real thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thing. Yeah. No, that, 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 you that's know, a real thing. I um guys show up guys show up Friday morning to test and they test positive. And you, you know, you got your entire offensive line gone. Then what? Are you really are you really giving yourself the best chance to compete that Sunday? And in, in, in that case it becomes uh, a hazard, right? Because you, you know, you got your your quarterback is the face of the franchise, and, and, and normally the highest paid player on the team, right? So now, now mm-hmm. you're putting this player's career uh, in in, je- in jeopardy um, uh-huh. by playing behind an offensive line that isn't quite NFL standard, right? And let's go back and let's go back to a, a Raheem Mostert, and you're Raheem Mostert, and um, you and guess what? Everything you're you're gambling everything. You are rolling the dice right now on this season to try and get yourself a raise and all this stuff. And again, that that same thing happens. You got to play three weeks without your starting line. Yeah, could could really affect your numbers. I think. Uh, well, by the time we do our next pod, Ed, we would we will have slightly more clarity, not a whole lot more, considering yeah, considering camp is supposed to open the twenty eighth for the Niners, so. I mean, they they may be a day or two into camp by the time our, our next pod is, is supposed to come out. But um, so we we may have a little bit better of an idea. But I think this is, I mean, if if this if this thing hasn't taught us anything, it's 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 definitely taught us the long game, right? <laughs> I mean, we've been quarantined for you know four five months now. Um, so it, it's obviously something that can't be. Um, you know, fixed overnight, and, and no solutions yeah. will come overnight. It's going to be a fluid thing, as we've seen all of these leagues that have started to to open and resume play. It's it's kind of been a fluid thing, <laughs> and they've been, uh, you know, preparing, you know, on the front end, and then you know, making adjustments, uh, as as they go through it. So uh, we definitely will okay. see. Um, appreciate Forty ers Mike, uh, from Nothing But Niners Pod, uh, joining us on the show today. Um. Uh, make sure you guys uh, check him out. Follow him on Twitter. That's at 49ers Mike underscore NFL. Also, uh, appreciate all y'all for listening um, once again. Um, and uh, be safe out there. 
Uh, be safe out there. And for my partner, Eric Davis, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.